Uh, hello. Good day. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I can hear you very clearly. Uh, okay. Thank you very much for joining us again today. This is our podcast for, uh, for our Everyday English Conversation. And thanks very much for taking the time. Uh, today, our main theme is on languages. And first of all, I know that you have been traveling all over the world. And obviously, you speak and communicate with people in various languages. And mm -hmm. I know you are also in Southeast Asia. And yes. I'm wondering... Um, what what does language do for you? Like, um, how how has it helped you to improve yourself? Right, that's a good question. You know, uh, and I think basically, you know, when you move to a different country, um, learning a language should be one of your top, top priorities. Uh, now, if you're not uh, if you're not living there for a long time, then at least try to learn some of the basics. Okay, and I think by you know being able to communicate with the local people. You know, it also kind of in a way broaden your mind, okay? And you get the experience of local culture uh, compared to if you only hung out with, you know, people from your own country. Um, but yeah, if you're able to, you know, if you know the local language, you know, you can make friends, you can, uh, you know, watch TV, read newspapers, uh, and so on. Sure, absolutely. I, that that was actually my second question. What's the best way to learn a foreign language? Because I know you speak a, a few languages. Yes, uh, there are a couple of ways. Now, let me tell you, when I first started learning Japanese, this is well, way back when I was 18 years old in America. At right. that time, you know, at that time, you know, I went to a language school and uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, was, we only had a textbook and possibly some cassette tapes. OK, now, right now, OK, uh, people that are wanting to learn a language right now have such a great opportunity um, and because of the technology back when I was uh, studying uh, Japanese I mean there were no there, there what the internet did not exist at the time there were no podcasts such as this one um, absolutely so, yeah. yes so so I think with technology you know it's become a lot easier to be able to learn a language compared to back in the old days absolutely um, I can't reinforce that enough um, we uh you know in a way we have been uh spoilt in right the, um, right you know compared to uh, the old days when we had to go in the library mm -hmm. and probably research for a book exactly. but nowadays everything is at your fingertip that's you right know? that's right um i know like uh, when i was uh, back when i moved to japan in uh, early 90 i think it was 91 and i attended a uh, Japanese language school. Um, at that time, I believe electronic dictionaries just, you know, came out at the time. Okay. Right. And they were like a big hit, you know, we could actually look up words without having to use a, a regular paper uh, dictionary. And it sure. saved us a lot of time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will ask me, you know, what's the best way, you know, what methods are there? I mean, there's various ways. Okay. Um, but some techniques that have worked for me is when I first started learning um, Japanese, for example, well, yes, I'd have a notebook and on the left side, for example, I'd have uh, 
the word in Japanese, and on the right mm -hmm. side, I'd have the definition in English. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, that's okay. Uh, also, another um, probably I would say flashcards are a bit better. You know, uh, one side you have the the meaning in one language, and the other you'd have the, the I'm sorry, you'd have the word in the local language, and then on the other side you'd have the, the meaning in your language. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but now there's so many ways of studying. Okay. So. Uh, you know, just for, let me just give an example. Like here, I'm in uh, Vietnam right now, and um, where I live is kind of a resort area. There are a lot of seafood restaurants, okay? Okay, and, sure. And uh, one thing I noticed, you know, I, I walk around and I see a restaurant and I see this word called Haisan, okay? And I often wondered, all these restaurants had the word Haisan. And I was wondering, what does this mean? And I kind of put two and two together. I said, oh, it must be, and these restaurants are seafood restaurants, so it's probably seafood. So let me look that up. So I went back home and I looked up and sure enough, it meant seafood. Now, because, okay, I can relate to the situation with the word, that word is now stuck in my long-term memory, okay? Because wow. I... So it's reinforced. Exactly. Yes. It's reinforced. So, you know, I remember the situation where I saw it and it's become reinforced, okay? So just, you know, walking around town, I would, you know, you could, wherever country you're at, Check out your smartphone. You'll see signs on the street. You know, snap a picture. Okay, um, go back home. You know, and yeah, just look up the words. And uh, but sometimes you could uh, you know, understand the meaning of the words just by the context or you know by the situation. Um, one thing um, that uh, yeah, you know, so there, there's uh, there's that. There's also um, uh, yeah. So I don't recommend people to. It doesn't I mean. It doesn't, Learning a language doesn't have to be boring, okay? Um, but like back in the day when I was, you know, I look up all these words and have a paper dictionary, and it was very tedious. But now, you know, you can just go on YouTube, you know, watch a video in the language you're learning on YouTube. If you have a hobby, you know, watch it in uh, that language. Um, watch a pod, you know, listen to a podcast, listen to music. Uh, there's so listen many to ways. Us. Yeah, exactly, yes. listen to yes. us. You know, so there's Absolutely. so many ways uh, that we can learn so, it. It doesn't have absolutely. to be tedious. I agree with you. So what you're saying, there are several different options and avenues uh, compared to back in the day when you had to study. And um, exactly. Um, and what I what I um, I'm hearing from you is not only the different methods that you've used today to improve your communication, but also one particular thing about what you've said is your curiosity. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think because you're curious to put two and two together with the signs, right. it really helps to add that part of your language learning because you're not in the book, but you're actually outside observing. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, I think um, that way, you know, you're kind of learning naturally, you know, yes. as you go along, you're seeing, you know, and another thing is sometimes, you know, if I go into a store, uh, I go into a convenience store here, and I'd often hear the word xinxiao, you know, I often hear mm -hmm. that. Um, and so, okay, so xinxiao must be a type of greeting. And sure enough, it's hello in Vietnamese. <laughs> right. You, you see, so you place yourself in certain situations and then you are clever enough to instinctively consider what that position or situation is. Right, right. Exactly. You know? 
Yeah. So the first one you mentioned before was the sign, but right. in this situation, mm -hmm. you the greeting. Right. So right. Mm -hmm. verbal. Yes. Yes. Um, now you know with technology, it's become kind of a double-edged sword. Okay. So okay. Speak. You know, and with with all the resources out there, it's great. It makes language learning a lot easier. And at the same time, it could also have some negative effects. So, for example, I've noticed, uh, you know, I've done this myself as well. Like I go into a, to a restaurant, for example, and, you know, um, rather than trying to speak in Vietnamese, I'll just take out Google Translate, <laughs> okay, and I'll just show it to So Sometimes it can also make you lazy and just rely on, you know, um, translation uh, software. Right. So you've become sometimes dependent. Dependent, or, right, right. Right. And I've also noticed that from people I've spoken to in different languages. I, For example, case in point, you mentioned you study Japanese. Right. And I've spoken to some Japanese people, and they've mentioned to me that they've become so dependent on their smartphones right. that they have forgotten the kanji. Right, um, right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, right. and they don't know the symbol anymore. So right. can you explain what I mean by kanji? So the symbols. Oh, yes, the, the Chinese characters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank right. you very much. So, sure. right. So they have forgotten that what, even though they studied it mm -hmm. uh, uh, in their childhood right. as an adult now, they are not uh, practicing it anymore right. because technology, as you said, to reinstate the same thing you said, uh, right. You mentioned what's it called? Double-edged sword. Double, so the yes, disadvantages. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, please right, go ahead. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've heard uh, the same thing from when I was living in Japan as well. You know, a lot of Japanese uh, would say, I would ask them, "Oh, how do you write this character or this kanji?" And they would say, "Oh, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot." And because you know they're so used to just inputting everything on their phone and you know put it input in hiragana, it automatically changes it to kanji. You know, so. You know, there's that as well, you know, but I think, you know, if you travel, you know, if you're going to live in a country, then I definitely say it, it's to your advantage to try to learn as much of the language as possible. And I think the local people will appreciate that. Okay. And even if you're not, if you're just traveling, try to learn that some few, a few words, you'll, hello, thank you, you know, uh, how much is this? Uh, and I think, you know, if you make the effort, then the locals will really appreciate that. Um, I Again, you're making a very, very important point about, we call that breaking the ice. Right, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So yes. breaking the right. ice means that when you are in a different situation and you're making communication with new people who you haven't met, this is a great opportunity for people to know that you appreciate not only their culture, but you're making the effort to understand their language. Right, and, exactly. And this is a great way in a way to not only assimilate, uh, but join in to the greetings and the everyday life. So people become a much, uh, uh, they become much more familiar with you and mm -hmm. it, it becomes easier for them to communicate with you in the future because you would probably notice this from experience that sometimes people, when they bump into a foreigner, they're actually shy mm -hmm. or they don't know how to communicate with the person, even though they want to. Right, right, right. And I think that if you could at least say a couple words in, you know, uh, their language, they'll feel a lot more comfortable, okay, in communicating with you as well. Exactly. Um, There's so many things we have touched on today, uh, Will. Uh, we've spoken about greetings. You've spoken about observations, curiosity, mm -hmm. breaking the ice, reinforcing. Yes. Um, there's one more particular question 
I want to ask you before we end today's podcast. Sure, go ahead. And, and this has to do with careers. Okay. Careers means jobs. Right. So in your view, what careers are possible if you learn a foreign language? That's a good question. Yes, mm. I think, you know, if you, let's say English, for example, okay, uh, it's basically like, a, uh, okay, there are three languages in the world. They say that if you could speak, you know, uh, you'll be able to speak with most people in the world and Chinese, English, and Spanish. So let's say you know, with English, um, I think that you could get, uh, a, there are various jobs available. You could become a, a, a flight attendant, for example, you could become a tour guide. You could become, a, you know, if your skills are very advanced, you could become an interpreter, a translator. Um, so I think there are a lot of uh, possibilities, job uh, opportunities, if you're able to speak um, a foreign language. Right. So when you're saying one of these three languages, you, you mentioned English, uh, Chinese, and Spanish. Yes. And I think um, what you're saying is that the population of the world, this is, these three languages are the universal languages, right. right? Right. So they're very common everywhere in the world we go. We can find literature mm -hmm. or we can find books or greetings or right. some form of information, especially in English. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it definitely allows people, as you said, for example, if you go into like a a, a supermarket and you don't know the product, maybe mm -hmm. at the back of the product, there is probably some English or Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. or, or even Chinese where you yes. can probably uh, guess um, yes. what the ingredients are mm -hmm. in this, uh, in this product. And that's so important when we are shopping. Yes, it is. Exactly. I agree. So, uh, Will, I, I think today it was a, uh, a very, very important uh, uh, podcast because you've really helped me to understand the importance of improving again mm -hmm. and learning a new language. I have never yes. thought how much more, even mm -hmm. though I, I speak uh, a little bit of uh, different languages, you've really yeah. motivated me. <laughs> you know, I, I, and, and I think that's a great thing about the, these podcasts. You you provide mm -hmm. a lot of motivation and instill uh, yes. this type of uh, uh, opportunities. And I hope our listeners can also feel motivated by our podcast. I hope so too, Greg. Absolutely. So thanks again very much. And I, I look forward to our future podcast. So take care and let's talk again. Goodbye, everyone. Great. And goodbye, Will. Great. Goodbye. Have Greg. a great day.